Well, welcome to today's devotion. Today here at BTC, which is being transformed by Christ, we're going to talk about overcoming the stronghold or addiction of fear, worry, and doubt. So before we begin, let's begin to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, assist me as I teach my friends and my family. Holy Spirit, I want to welcome you here in this discussion. Remind us of your truth, of what Jesus says about worry, fear, and doubt. Provide us the necessary guidance and counsel as we go through this topic. Allow things to come across in a practical way so that we can be free to overcome this stronghold. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, as I get started, and I want to be candid because as I was preparing this devotion, the Lord reminded me of how I struggle at a young age and how he's guided me throughout my life through these three strongholds of fear, worry, and doubt. And I remember being in fourth and fifth grade, being afraid of, so afraid of spelling tests, any, any amount of tests. I would sometimes close my eyes and ask God for help and to help me to remember and everything that I've learned and studied and not allow me to forget, but I was so afraid. I would be nervous and, and if this is something and I need you, if you're a young man, young woman, if you're in school or whatever it is, if this is an area, trust me, God taught me how faithful he was and he would bring about me through every single test and allow me to get through. See, I was fearful that I wouldn't be able to go on to the next grade. Another fear that I had or a worry, a stronghold was when I was growing up as bullies. I remember a time when there was a being a, that I was a skinny boy and being that I was the oldest of six and we were one of the smallest families in the, in the projects. So that would mean that anybody that would attack my brothers or sisters, of course we had to fight. But I remember one particular name, this guy named Elliot. He was some, he was out of high school and he was bigger than I was, muscular, strong. But I would try to avoid him, try to be nice to him, anything to try not to get him to pick with me. But one day, one night, I began to pray and ask God because I knew that tomorrow, the next day, I was going to have to fight him. I had already determined I'm going to fight him. No matter what, if he beat me, I'm going to fight him. So I got on my knees and I asked God, I said, Lord, give me the strength. 
give me the wisdom of how to fight this guy and how to to beat him and how to get through it because he's a rather large guy. Help me to fight this battle. Well, the next day I get up, um, the next morning I get up as normal. And as I'm starting out to go to school and I get to school and I didn't see the gentleman, I didn't see him hanging out around the projects as I'm on my way as I normally did. But lo and behold, when I got to school and one of my classmates says, hey, did you hear about Elliot? He got killed last night. And I was in my mind, I'm saying, what? I was like, God, you took care of my bully. You see, I found out later on he was picking on someone else and somebody else took him out. Uh, number three, my last thing, my other fear or worry was constantly was going to court. I would always try to avoid it. Any any means necessary, no matter who it was, I even if I was in a right, I would try to avoid going to court at all costs. I and I remember a particular case in particular. This person had gathered all of these things that had occurred throughout our relationship and they compiled all of this information. And as I'm sitting, standing before the judge, the judge says to me, yeah, uh, she asked, she said, have you had a time? I, I was given this big pile of papers. I didn't go through it, but did you send this to the defendant? And the person replied, no. And the, the judge says, well, I, I didn't certainly read it, and I'm not going to, and this has no bearing on this case. You see, all of those times, one of the things that I've determined was to allow God to defend my cause. As I go through the scripture today, and I want to set this as a backdrop, and I want you to keep in mind that there are some practical things that God wants to show us how to overcome this stronghold? Why do we fear situations? Why do we worry about what would happen to us? And why do we doubt God's ability? How can such a stronghold continue to hold us? And how can we overcome these things? As, as you heard the above testimonies and of how God did this, you see, there's a couple of things. We sometimes, we fear the unknown. And, but here in a particular situation in Luke 9, um, you are going to find that in this particular case, God wants us to only fear him. At the Mount of Transfiguration, we find that after Peter and John and James were on the mountain and Jesus was praying and right before him, they his clothes were transfigured and these two men, they began to see the Moses representing the law and the prophet of Elijah and Jesus represent the spirit and all becoming 
one and they're there and the next thing you know peter says something out of his mouth and then suddenly a voice showed up that's something to be afraid of guys to have that reverence of god and that's the reverence that god wants us to have that that fear of him but then there is a a fear that I'm going to get going against God and I should be punished. This is the fear of sin. And this is a fear that whenever I know that I was doing wrong. And in Genesis 3, in chapter 3, verses 8 through 10, we're going to find that Adam, he heard the sound of the Lord walking in in the cool of the day and now he hid himself in the presence of God because that's what we do. And God calls out to him, just like he calls out to us, even in our sin. He, he may say, Darnell, where are you? In other words, he wants us to be able to be real and be able to admit where we are. If, I, if I'm fearing, if I'm doubting, if I'm worrying, I'm worrying because of something that I've done. But however, what God wants us to do is be, begin to admit to him what we've done. It doesn't matter because his love. And then there's the fear of our enemies, which I told you. I want to read you. This is the backdrop of the scripture. Because here. Here's an example of what God wants us to do in 2 Chronicles 20. You see, it says now that after the Moabites and the Amorites and together with the Meunites came to make war against Josephat, then it was reported to Josephat a great multitude had come against them beyond the Dead Sea. And behold, Josephat was afraid and set himself. In other words, he determined that this is a, a vital need to seek the Lord. And he proclaimed a fast throughout Judah. So the people of Judah together, they sought to seek the help from the Lord. And as they came from all the cities of Judah to seek the Lord, longing with all their heart, have you been at a place when you, like I was, at a boy, like I was as a young man, like I was as an adult, where you're fasting and you're seeking God? See, because that's what God wants us to do, doing a, a time of fear, doing a, a time of the impossible in order to overcome the stronghold of doubt and fear. Josephat gives us the the example, and then they stood at the house of the Lord in front of the courtyard. And as they gathered together, it says, Oh God, he started to pray. As he, and he started to talk to God about the situation. And, and here, in the midst, at verse 14, the Spirit of the Lord came. And he said, listen carefully, all you people of Judah, inhabitants of Jerusalem, and King Jehoshaphat, 
the Lord says this to you. Be not afraid or be dismayed at the great multitude. In other words, don't be worried about all that's happening, all that looks impossible, this and all that it seems that will not happen and what's going to happen. And I'm just emphasizing it for you, whatever your situation is. He said, but go, he said, for this battle is not yours, but God's. Go down against them tomorrow. In other words, every single time, in order for you to overcome the stronghold of fear, worry, and doubt, you're going to have to begin to seek the face of God, begin to entreat on him, to, to give all your attention, not to your issue, not to what's going on. I'm not saying to minimize the facts. The facts are there. The facts was there that I had a test. The facts was there that I had to go to court. The facts was there that somebody was picking on me. You can't deny that. But the fact is, is that there is a greater God that is able to do the impossible. And that's one of the things that you have to keep be mindful of as you go through in order to overcome this stronghold. God wants us to begin to take up the sword, the spirit, put on that helmet of salvation, put on that breast, that breastplate of righteousness, Put on our shoes of the gospel. Take up our shield of faith and begin to tear down the enemy with the sword of the spirit, which is the word. In other words, I have to trust God. In Psalms 58 and 56 verses 3 and 4 says, when I am afraid, I put my trust and faith in you. In other words, in God whose word I praise, in God who I have put my trust, and I shall not fear. What can mere man do? I'm supposed to believe in Jesus, number two. Knowing that God is with me, number three. Knowing that Jesus is with me. Knowing that Jesus is my Savior, and knowing that God is my refuge, and knowing that God is able to fight my battle. Not me, but that God. I want to remind you of the scripture. This last scripture is found in 1 John chapter 4, verse 18. There is no fear in love. Jesus loves us, so there is no fear. There, there is no doubt in his love. There is no dread that he's not exists. But perfect love, meaning complete, full-grown love, drives out fear. Because fear 
involves the the expectation of divine punishment. Remember what I said earlier? I was afraid when I was walking in sin. I should be afraid when I'm going against God, when I know I'm going in opposite direction. But there is no fear when I place my trust and my complete surrender in God. Perfect love casts out all fear because fear involves punishment or torment. So we have to know that we have an all-efficient God that's more than able to completely do the impossible. And it's in him alone that we trust. Remember the word of the Lord. It says, trust in the Lord in Proverbs 3 and 5 with all our heart. Lean not unto our own understanding in all our ways. Acknowledge him and he shall direct our path. Remember what he says in Philippians chapter 4. As I shift over and I, I want you to hear what, what Paul says to the Philippians. Chapter 4. He says in verse 8. He said, as in the well, I'm going to start at verse 6. He says, don't be anxious, in other words, or worry, fear, doubt, of anything, but in everything, in every circumstances or situation, by prayer, petition, and thanksgiving, continue to make your specific requests known to God. And then here is the assurance. It says, and the peace of God, that peace which reassures the heart, that peace which transcends transcends all understanding, that peace which stands guard over your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And then it gives us this other antidote, this last antidote that I'm I'm going to end with. As believers, he says, whatever is true, he said, whatever is honorable and whatever is worthy and whatever is respect, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word, whatever is pure and wholesome, whatever is lovely and brings peace, whatever is admirable and of good report. And if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, Think continually on these things centered. In other words, it's to center your mind on them and implant them in your heart. That's the antidote that God has given us. As we close this devotion, let me simply pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to thank you that your peace has 
accomplish all that we need. Your love has accomplished all that we need. It has ridded us of all fear, doubt, and worry. And knowing that, we can stand and believe and trust in you alone. In Jesus' name, amen. If you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life, brother and sister, feel free to go on the website, email me, and and just say, I want to know how to obtain salvation. Or say, I pray this salvation prayer that I'm going to walk you through. All you have to do is just say, Lord Jesus, I need you. And I'm asking that you come into my heart. Be my Lord and my Savior. I believe that you died for me. And I believe that you rose from the grave. Now from this day forward, take total control of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a wonderful day. Remember, in order to overcome fear, worry, and doubt, God's love is perfect, and it does cast away all fear.